with a look back over the weekend sport action. This is Full Time on KCLR. Good evening, everybody. Welcome once again into Full Time with myself, Martin Quilty, on this Monday evening. How are we all? Are we good? Had you a good weekend? Did you enjoy your sport? Well, I certainly did. I spent most of Saturday, I have to say, in Carlow Rugby Club celebrating their 150th anniversary there. And what a magnificent evening it was. Well done to everybody there. We are going to be discussing all things Kilkenny Hurling very soon with Mark Dowling, the Kilkenny Under-20 manager and one of our own analysts here on KCLR. We will have Anya Farrell, who is going to have a chat to us about all things Camogie. She will be joining us later on here in studio. Gary Kyo from Marble City Boxing will be on to discuss a very busy past few weeks that they have had in terms of boxing and we will also announce this week's Electric Player of the Week as well. We'll also hear from some of the participants in the Hurling Fraternity over the weekend as well. But first of all, we are going to turn our attention to the phone line and we are going to welcome once again on full-time this Monday evening, Mark Dowling, as I said, Kilkenny Under-20 Manager and one of our own analysts here on KCLR. Mark, how are you this evening? Good, Martin, yeah. Perfect. It was a brilliant weekend. Thank God the rain disappeared for a while. We actually had a bit of sunshine. We had a bit of heat. Excellent conditions for hurling games. There was plenty of them on over the weekend as well, I suppose. The two big ones in Nolan Park on uh, yesterday was the intermediate semi-finals, but there was an even bigger one on the day before on Saturday in Freshford. It was the relegation final between Danes Ford and Aaron Zone. Who was going to stay senior for 2024 and who would drop back down to the intermediate grade? Danes Ford came up last year. Would they go straight back down again? Mark Dowling, what was the answer? Yeah, well, look, from a Danes Ford point of view, unfortunately, they did. Um, you know, those matches are, are always tight and it was tight again. And I think that the lead went from one to the other. Uh Comer uh, won by two points, one seventeen to one fifteen, but but it was tight the whole way through. And uh, look, I'd seen Comer a good few times over the over the year. I thought I thought the league table was a little unkind to them, to be honest. Uh, they had some really good performances. I suppose notably they they could have got over the line against Shamrocks to through through that night. Uh, but it was other games that they heard really well, and they just didn't get the results out of it. Uh, so look, uh, Danes Fort. Look, it was a struggle of a year probably for Danes Fort. It's it's always tough tough that first year up. And I suppose the key thing is just trying to stay up that first year. And look, unfortunately for them, um, results went against them during the year uh, and put them in that position on, on Saturday. So, look, I mean, you know, they'll go back down next year. They'll be in a strong position uh, to come out of the intermediate again. And they just have to stay focused on that now and, and not, not uh, you know, overthink the fact that they're gone down. It's a tough one to swallow, all right, but, but they just have to regroup and go again at it. Yeah, it is. I suppose when you look at it, an Aaron Zone certainly won't like to be called the, the team that, you know, themselves and Johnstown are kind of Fenians um, between the senior and intermediate are kind of there or thereabouts at it this year. You know, it's brilliant for Fenians. We've seen them playing against Carrick Shock. They avoided the dreaded relegation battle this year. Aaron Zone have been, you know, tinkering around the, the bottom of the table with the last couple of seasons, you know, and then they have a good run at it and they get to the quarterfinals, etc. Um, and, you know, they're masters at it and they certainly, when it comes to their backs being against the wall, I wouldn't vote against them anyway. And they certainly showed that again at the weekend. They stay senior for 2024. And like you say, it's unfortunate for Danes Ford. But I suppose your manager as well in the mindsets, what would that do to... 
a player itself that you obviously you come out of the grade that is so hard to win at intermediate level like Kilkenny you win it last year you're up senior this year and straight away then you're back down intermediate then again for the following year what way would that play in the players minds well yeah I think I, look obviously they'll be extremely disappointed but like the players would have been in no uh, doubt that the, the challenge would have been huge coming up into senior uh, like it's an incredibly um competitive environment the the senior championship and and uh you know for a lot of the clubs it's it's a it's a huge task to try and to try and stay up there and um, you know I look then sport would have been very aware that they were going to they were going to have a, a tough year ahead of them they did have a tough year but like they've done they've done it before they've gone down before and come back up before they're a resilient a resilient club resilient group of players they're quite young. Uh, there's, a, there's, a, there's a good number of young players coming through uh, in Dane's Fort and the underage structure there. So, they, you know, the experience they got this year can stand to them if they, if they can just keep their heads right. Players are funny, I suppose, Martin. You know, like they'll they'll move on from it. They'll 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 digest it over the next week or two. They'll they'll uh, you know they'll move on from it. They'll learn from it, and and they'll get ready for you know it won't be long before they look forward to next year again. The, the intermediate year, they'll, you know, that's a tough championship in itself to win, as we all know. But they'll. You know, once that draw is made, their their heads will get focused in on, on trying to win that championship. You know, and and they'll have they'll have every chance of doing so again. Yeah, I suppose there was uh, other games on then as well when it came to the junior uh, championship that was on the weekend. Your own club was participating against James Stevens in section B of the junior, and ye came out with a very good victory in that one, which put ye into the semi finals. Obviously, the other results then was Wine Gap twenty one points, Piltown one fourteen. Uh, just having a look down through it then Emeralds 2.15 Tullahor Ross Birkin 3.22 that's a decent result for Tullahor Ross Birkin who maybe have struggled um, in the last number of years I know they were in the, the semi-final alright last year but that's certainly setting down a marker in terms of their aspirations for the junior championship this year yeah look I think to be fair to them they've been, they've been knocking on the door of, of winning the junior there Um the last couple of years, last few years, so look, they're very much in the mix this year. They were they were very prominent throughout the, the early campaign, and uh, yeah, look, looking at themselves, uh, Freshford and uh, Dixborough and Wine Gap, you know, they're four teams that will have a real um, chance of winning the junior. Uh, they'll all feel that they have a really good um, opportunity there to to go, to go through their semi final and and, and the final and, and and go up inter- intermediate. I think Tullahor have as good a chance as any. To be honest, I think I think the the, the four teams. It's very hard to to pick a, a winner out of the four to win it outright. Uh, Tullahor and Dixborough. I was at the Dixborough uh, James Stevens match. Yeah, look, the Borough are strong. They're young. They have a good good uh, group of players there, and you know they they were narrowly beaten by Wine Gap in the semi final last year. So they'll they'll be looking to go one better again. They've been knocking on the door and coming up out of junior and up to an, put a team in intermediate the last number of years. So they play each other, and then obviously Wine Gap play um, Freshford, and Freshford have probably been the informed team um, in the junior uh, campaign this year, Martin. And I think look on the face of it, they're probably the ones to beat on the on the on the games up to now. They're probably the ones just a little bit out in front. I know they had it all to do against Barry Raggett, and Barry Raggett led at, at times in that match. And it was only in the end. I think they just got got ahead and won by four in the end. Um, but that match will probably stand to them, you know, going into a semi-final. So, uh, yeah, look, it's, it's a really hard semi. There are really hard semi-finals to call, and it's a really hard championship to call as to who come out on top.
they certainly are I should have given that result actually St. Lactans 2-12 St. Patrick's 1-11 that game was actually the only one of the juniors that was played yesterday and as Mark has rightly alluded to the semi-final draw was done in Nolan Park yesterday and it was Winegap versus St. Lactans and Tullahor Ross Birkin versus Dixborough and those games will be played this weekend coming and we'll give you details of them because they will be live with ourselves here on KCLR right Mark Dowling is going to stay put with me because I have a very quick break to take when we come back Mark will be delving into all the intermediate action that took place at UPMC Nolan Park yesterday who will contest this year's final well you're about to find out very soon Full time on KCLOR. With thanks to the full range of Volkswagen vehicles at La Hartz, the home of Volkswagen in Kilkenny. LaHartzVolkswagen.ie. Your Monday night sports show. Full time on KCLOR with Martin Quilty. Yeah, welcome back into full time with myself on this Monday evening. We are discussing all things Kilkenny hurling at the minute and Mark Dowling is still joining me on the phone line to have a chat about the semi-finals that took place in UPMC Nolan Park yesterday. The first of those games up was Thomastown versus Dunhamag in a repeat of the league final this year. And Mark, a lot of people had Thomastown favourites for the championship this year. Did they show why they are becoming uh, the favourites tag after... Their victory uh, yesterday, 4-24 is a big score put up in any game against Dunhamagan's 16 points. That's a 20-point victory. It's certainly, like Tolliher in the junior, that's setting out a, a statement when it comes to the Intermediate Championship. Yeah, look, they definitely showed uh, why they're, I think, most people's favourites to win it out. Uh, they continued they continued their, their, their league form into the Championship and, yeah, look, they were they were extremely impressive yesterday. Look, to be fair to Dunhamagan, they... They started pretty well, and you know, the they, they, uh, first ten, twelve minutes, they were they were ahead by a point, or maybe it was level. But but from there on, Thomastown just took over, and literally um, everything they'd done came off. They were really slick and um, crisp in their in their striking, in their handling, in their in their score taking. They had uh, very few wides. I think they had one wide in the first half of play, uh, and considering what they were scoring, um, that was impressive. And then. You know, I think I think in total they had five, maybe six wides in total, uh, and after scoring four twenty four, it's it's really impressive shooting. Um, yeah, they seem to be they're motoring really well. Look, it was very disappointing for Dunham Magan, obviously, and and I I kind of suggested probably shouldn't read too much into the scoreline. Look, sometimes these things happen, and and we've all been there when it just doesn't work out, and you know it's the score can maybe look a lot worse than maybe things were, but it just didn't happen for me yesterday. Anything they tried just didn't come off, and the opposite was happening for Thomastown. And uh, suggested Dunhamagan had have had a fantastic year at intermediate level. Um, they went into that match yesterday with you know with real hopes of winning and rightly so they've had a fantastic under 15 campaign uh, they've had a really good under uh, minor campaign they're in both those finals or A finals uh, I think they had a really good under 13 campaign in, in Ryan B or Ryan A I'm not sure uh, so like you know they're a club that uh, are in a good position good conveyability young lads coming there uh, to support the lads that are already there and they have a, a relatively young intermediate team as well so they have a lot to be uh, positive and um, positive on. And look, Thomastown, yeah, Martin, they're, I think their favourites win it out. Like, I mean, they probably were from the start anyway. So uh, nothing yesterday would have changed their opinion on that. A lot of people, I suppose, when you look at it um, and when it comes to the league final as well, you know, um, 
Sorry, Donna Megan was actually in the Shield final against uh, St. Martins, not Thomastown against uh, Donna Megan. Liz Downey actually played Thomastown in the, the league final and a lot of people had them that they were going to contest the county final as well. Moonkine stood in the way of Liz Downey yesterday. Now, Liz Downey certainly went into this game as hot favourites, but Donna, or with uh, Moonkine, I should say, it certainly clicked with him on the day because we heard afterwards Brendan Cahill talking about Moonkine's work rate and when they work really hard, they play great hurling and it certainly seemed that way because 216 is another good scoreline to put up. Uh, they beat him 216 to 110. Disappointment for Liz Downey. You know, they, they thought themselves that they might have been in with a chance to uh, go back up to intermediate again this year, but they're not and it is Thomas Town and Munkine now in the final. Yeah, look, I'd seen Liz Downey a few times during the year and I really thought they were right on track for, for winning the intermediate. like to be right there with Thomas Town maybe at the top on the last day and, and fighting it out. Um but Munkine just hit the ground running and their their movement in the top half was fantastic. Their striking was fantastic. They got a number of scores in the in the first half, Martin. Like they were really textbook stuff, you know, the way they pl- played the ball around and, and finished with a really quality score. Uh thought Pat Welch there at full forward was outstanding for them and, and Paul Henry at centre back had a fantastic game. Uh they looked to have loads of confidence. They they looked yesterday to be a team playing just uh, full of confidence and uh I'd say they'll give themselves every chance going into that final. Uh, you know, they're going in nicely, although they had a strong win yesterday. They're going in nicely. Um, Thomaston will be favourites, and rightly so. But Munkine are going to be a huge challenge for them, the way they were hurling yesterday. If they can keep that form, and there's no reason to suggest they won't, uh, they look a very confident team, you know. So they'll, they'll, they'll have every chance, really, of upsetting Thomaston. And I do think Thomaston will have to play somewhere near the way they played yesterday um, to secure a win. Uh, because Liz Downey are no simple team to beat and Munkine, you know, were in control for the whole match, really. They certainly were. I suppose when you look at it, Thomastown are there, thereabouts. They have contested finals in the past at underage level. This is their fifth year now trying to get out of the intermediate grade that they contested in county finals as well. You look at this Munkine team, the backbone of that now is the lads that's coming up from the team that won the minor A county final back in 2018, beating your own team, unfortunately, in the final. But that blend of youth and experience has certainly come to the fore now for Munkine in particular. But have they got enough to get over the line or is it going to be Thomastown's year? Or would the pressure be too much for Thomastown? Yeah, look, I don't think the pressure would be too much for Thomastown. They're, they're, you know, they're, they're well used to being in this position. You know, they've probably learned hard lessons in the past, uh, you know, which which happens. And, and that you can't ever guarantee that your day will come. You have to take every day on its own and, and uh, you know, throw everything at it. And whatever happened over the previous years won't have any bearing on the final. Uh, and Thomaston are around long enough to know that. Um, look, I think they have a good setup there. They're 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 well tuned into what they have to do. Uh, yeah, Munkine are going to they have a they have a young. I think I think if memory serves me correct. Both of them were in the under twenty one final last year. Went to extra time. Um, Thomaston kind of coming out on top. So uh, Munkine are, are are right there. Like you know, you, you mentioned that minor team of a few years ago. Um, so they have a bit of experience in finals as well, albeit maybe a couple of underage finals, but they still have experience at a high level. So uh, I don't think they'll have any fear of Thomastown. You'd have to give Thomastown the nod based on everything that's gone before. But again, based on yesterday's form of both teams, I think we could have a, a cracking a crack final. Well, we certainly hope so. Just a, a couple of... Uh... 
colleges get results then for ye uh, the Abbey Community College were playing Prez Bagnestown that's presentation De La Salle Bagnestown in the Leinster Post Primary Junior C Hurling Championship that was played today and uh, Abbey Community College coming out with a 2-8-1-6 victory in that one while Kaloshta where Johnstown was playing St. Fintans in the Post Primary Junior Hurling round 2 round 1 game and St. Fintans winning that one 2-18-4-12 I suppose Mark talking about the Post Primary School they are all back um, Niall Bergen will certainly be keeping a close eye on that for the minors coming up the higher education leagues will be starting again at third level no doubt you'll be able to probably get to some of them and see how some of your potential stars or even some of your players that was there from last year that's eligible again this year you'll be able to get to a couple of them to see how they're performing before you start back into the under 20 campaign Yeah look we'll be starting back shortly Martin and look it's funny like the club season kind of Draws to an end and teams get knocked out and all of a sudden there's a there's a whole new season starting with the with the with the schools and with the, the third level as you say and and even with the under twenty one club uh, season as well yet to start so you know one thing finishes another thing starts uh, yes yeah, there's, there's a lot of matches on the horizon there's an awful lot of games in the in the third level uh, competitions you know and and trying to get to them is is. Uh, is obviously key and and it can be difficult sometimes because they're they're in they're in far away or further away venues I should say they're not local, but um, yeah no look we'll be getting around to them uh, we'll be spread out and and, and getting as many as we can anyway and, and uh, they'll be kicking off in the next month or so I'd imagine. Well, we'll keep an eye on all of the teams that's progressing through them as well. And no doubt you'll definitely have not one, maybe two eyes, definitely. But I'd say some of your backroom team will be in UPMC Nolan Park, keeping a close eye on the senior semi-finals that's coming up this weekend as well. No doubt to find potential players to wear the black and amber jersey at under 20 level for the next season coming. Mark Dowling, it's been a pleasure as always to have you with me on this Monday evening. Enjoy all of the hurling at the weekend. I think they're giving good weather thank God so maybe we might need a bit of sun cream instead of the rain jackets again and we're all going to look forward to them here as well on KCLR and we'll probably have a chat to you again next Monday evening Great Mark thanks Perfect. That was Mark Dowling there as always joining me on this Monday evening and it's always great to get Mark's thoughts on how the matches are going. Right, I'm going to take another quick break. When we come back, we are going to hear from Thomastown captain Peter MacDonald. We'll hear from Munkine manager Brendan Cahill and we will also hear from Aaron Zone selector Tommy Buggy. So, don't go anywhere. Full time on KCLOR. With thanks to the full range of Skoda vehicles at La Hearts, the home of Skoda in Kilkenny, laheartsskoda.ie. Looking back over the weekend action, full time on KCLOR with Martin Quilty. Peter MacDonald, well done and, and congratulations on a, a big win today in the semi-final. Thanks very much. Um, <laughs> semi-finals are there to be won. Like No one's going to remember this game and at the end of it, so one more game to go. Hopefully we can perform even better. They got off a good start. It went three points to one up, but when you got the lead, had the four points to three, you never looked back. Finished at half-time, you had 3.14 on the board to seven points, which was massive scoring. Yeah, they started off, came out of the tracks fast. Um, something we haven't been brilliant at this year, but we gathered ourselves and got to grips 
types of the game and when we got a goal or two we were comfortable in the game Would you have to pinch yourself when it finished with 4.24 on the board because you were very efficient defensively midfield forwards all the forwards scoring from play but as a unit you played very well Yeah we were very up for this game the last two weeks we knew Dunhamag were going to come by a lot look they're probably disappointed at how they played but we'll be delighted going into a final now but we know there's not one yet and we'll just have to up in another gear The other thing I suppose you remember you were knocking on the door over the last few years now Peter you have a great chance you're into the final but you've summed it up nothing won yet Yeah we're it's our fifth year having a go at this so we know as much as ourselves there's going to be a lot of outside noise and pressure on us so we'll just have to deal with it and hopefully get the win the next day okay, Well listen we'll see you in a fortnight's time and well done today on the win and congratulations to Thomas Stone and we'll see you in two weeks time Cheers thanks very much Peter thank you Cheers thank you Brendan, listen, well done. Um, Brendan Cal, manager of Moonkind. Of course, I, I know you're a taller man, but uh, you have a bit of green on you there as well. But proud day because uh, that's a fair performance by Moonkind. So well done. Uh, yeah, proud, proud is the word. Um, you know, I'm just very, very proud of the group. They work so hard. You know, we're very well prepared. We thought coming in, but that's the one thing. And then you face into a level of opposition as high as is Downey. And the lads work great. In my opinion, anyway, the harder we work, the better we hurl because we can actually hurl. But we have to really, really work really, really hard for that to take place. And they did that today. Your first year in, Brendan, and it's hard to come in on the first year, but they are good hurlers in Moonkind. They proved that over the last few years. But I just said to two of the lads, to Paul and to Pa, to come from where they have come from, it's it's, it's really, to do it in Kilkenny is exceptional. Well, before the match now, one of the local selectors, Owen, mentioned that he was in this dressing room with some of the players at Junior junior D finals, Junior finals. They're now in an intermediate semi-final and now looking into an intermediate final. There's some very, very good hurlers in Moonkind, and the club have been brilliant. The officials have been brilliant. The players have been brilliant. Um, you know, it's obviously very enjoyable when you win today, but the work before that is, is, is what pays off. Now you got off to a great start today and you carried that through. The momentum was kept up and you played a lovely standard of hurling also. Yeah, I think so. Like, like I said, when we, when, we, when, we, when we work really, really hard, we, we try to then try to get the ball into space into the lads that can, can tip it over the bar. And you know, They did that and then you know, they have the willingness now to get back and try and get the ball back as fast as we can and that's gotten us to a county final. It was a bit, great bit of hunger. It looked like you were hungry for success. And I think, <laughs> to be fair, I'm looking at the smile on your face. You were obviously waiting for this day, I think, were you? Ah, well, sure, we were looking forward to it yeah. you know, from, since two weeks ago. And, and as it happens, we've, we've played... Uh, the group was very challenging and all the teams, I think, in our group got to the quarter final. I'm nearly sure. And then we We've played, we've played so far, well, outside of Blacks and Heights, uh, we've played teams that we've played before, which, you know, which you can plan for a little bit more, I suppose. You'd be aware of some of their strengths and weaknesses. And really, you know, like I said, with everybody identifying some of their strengths, uh, we have to focus on our own as well. And the work rate really, really was exceptional today. And then we got some exceptional scores because of that. You have two weeks now. You have a fine panel to work with. You've had a great performance today. It's Thomas Town. They were excellent in the first game today. They've been knocking on the door in this mm. intermediate, but they're struggling to get out of intermediate. And I always say, and I've said it in common, one of the hardest grades you know this is a good hurling man or a football whatever to get out of so it's going to be an intriguing final uh, definitely like I know it's on our own my own club were, were, were in it and we eventually got out of it with some great performances by the finish but it's very very difficult uh, grade to get out of you know, Thomas Stone and Liz Downey, I suppose, everyone was talking about before the competition. You know, Thomas Stone are still there now and deserving favourites. And he saw the end of their first game, you know, look really, really impressive. You know, but we'll try and, and uh, you know, plan now for the next two weeks and give it everything we can in the county final. OK, you're happy. A lot of Moonkind people happy. They'll be happy going home and they'll certainly be happy because I just said it to Pa, uh, last man out of Moonkind or woman next in two weeks' time, turn off the lights. There you go. That's the, that's the plan anyway. But the plan, I suppose, is, you know, we just enjoy tonight and, and, and you know, embrace these things because they don't come around too often. 
and then you know back in the pitch Tuesday night and starting to plan for our next game OK and when I have you on your Tuller on man you know a lot about hurling it's going to be busy next week the junior next week the intermediate in two weeks time senior semi-finals next week Shamrocks are still there so how do you see senior going this no, year so far no. I'm not going to put you on the fence now or yeah. in, in, in bother but uh, it looks like it's going to be intriguing as well doesn't it the bridge are involved yeah. James Stevens, <laughs> Lachlan Gales it's going to be interesting uh, definitely definitely now uh, to be honest with my commitments to, to Moonkind this year I haven't seen as many senior right. games and, and that but uh, you know sure the Shamrocks are a brilliant team but you know there's some great teams in it as well and we're facing into something similar to the Shamrocks I'd say with Thomas Town with the hurdles they have and the run they had and the scores they're putting up so you know hopefully we can prepare for that OK Brendan listen thanks for your few words well done today we look forward to seeing you in the final and thanks for having a chat uh, with Tommy Buggy here, Aaron's own after the, the final whistle just gone in the relegation final. Tommy, I suppose, sum up that game, relief, I suppose. Ah, sure. In these situations, you'll take it any way you can get it. You know, two-point win. Um, could have gone either way. Like They missed a few chances in the first half, and we were we were more than delighted going in two up at half-time. We got a goal on the stroke at half-time. But you'll take a win in any of these. You know yourself. Um, like I've been here, it's, six, it's 17 years since I've been involved in one of these. And they don't get any easier. <laughs> I did, uh, yeah, so looking on there, uh, as not involved in it, it's, it's hard for the heart. But, it, you know, you just mentioned there, I said it in the in the commentary, I thought Dane Sport were probably the better team in the first half. I think the game turned, Dane Sport missed a goal chance and, and you went down and got a point and got the next goal as well. I thought that was a well, huge I turn. I think after the, the penalty, um, yeah. I think we outscored them 1-3 to no score after the penalty. Yeah. And that was a huge thing for us, like, because the has, like, and the goal was a bit fortuitous, it was just a long ball in, breaking ball, you know, a bit agriculture, but we'll take it. Ball broke, we stuck it in the net. But uh, our response to the goal from the penalty was what we were really pleased with at half time that's what we said to him you know every time there's a small bit of adversity knuckle down go back and try and get your score back and, and they did now in the second half in fairness to them you know yeah, and I thought like Richie Hogan had a big influence on the game in the first half but I thought Connor, first quarter Connor, I thought yeah Conor yeah. Laney I thought was absolutely fantastic I, I in the second I, half and really really tied him down but I, I think, think when we swapped him on to him after yeah. about 17-18 minutes yeah. um, it actually gave us a bit of a platform because Niall McMahon got on a lot more ball yeah. and he actually managed to deliver a decent ball for us so yeah yeah, I suppose obviously look a start here you don't want to be in relegation final but you know it's a uh, slitter coming in. Um as a I suppose winning winning relegation final puts you leaves on a high for the rest it of the does, year. It does, and I'll tell you what it is. It's not about us and it's not about those lads out there. It's about we've another eight guys coming off a minor panel next year to play adult hurling. Now they're not all going to be senior hurlers. But for a club like ourselves, we need to keep that going and we need to be hurling at senior level to give these guys the best exposure possible. And over the next four or five years, I think we have something like 17 kids coming through to play adult hurling. So that's so important that we're playing at senior level. And that's that's what we spoke about last night. Like, And you know, and we did, like any club, we did invoke people like that that done so much for these lads when they were growing up and that. And I think you have to attach a bit of emotion to a game like this. It can't be just, you know, all, all about tactics and all. The emotion comes into it. And I think our lads today sort of built on that a little bit yeah and I think you mentioned already there like the, the character of the team after conceding you know after that goal I think they really stood up and were counted and you know when you have leaders like you know Conor Forty Conor Blaney all over the pitch like, and I thought you know, today the man who bookended his career he's, he's he, his first game was as a sub in the county intermediate final 20 years ago and he started today for 38 years of age and I thought yeah. he was outstanding was Martin Bourne yeah, he and did. he just ran out of petrol as he does at that age And um, but I thought some of our younger lads really stood up today Chris Carf again after having a great year and I thought Michael Brennan came of age today for an 18 year old yeah, I yeah no yeah. I thought they were all excellent yeah. and look I suppose look, you're, there's only two teams that end up on a winning note and you're one of them this yeah. year so I suppose just to build on it now and to make sure you're not here again next year and said you've a lot of youth you, coming yeah, through some very so good underage teams it's so important that we, we drive on and the work, the good work that's being done at underage level. And there is huge work being done. And uh, it's so important now that the, the adult teams try to take that and move it on to the next level. That's what it's okay, about. Okay, enjoy the celebration. Yeah, thanks a million.
with the latest from on and off the pitch. This is Full Time on KCLR. It is indeed a busy full time here on this Monday evening. You've just heard there from Peter MacDonald, Brendan Cahill and Tommy Buggy. Uh, the players and selectors involved over the weekend. There was lots of GAA action. There was also lots of camogie action that was involved over the weekend as well. Plenty of handball information as well. And the good Jerry Murphy was in contact with us with all the handball results. So I'm actually going to give him out while I'm on the GAA part of the programme here. So Wallball Leinster winners, juvenile, starting with the girls. Now anyone that plays handball, they will probably understand these. But GU slash 13S is Quelan Dowling from Talbot's Inch. Uh, the GU slash 14S Neve Drennan from Galmoy GU 17S Leah Ryan Gary Hill Carlo in the boys the BU slash 16S Anthony Clifford from Talbot's Inch and in the 17S is Noel Drennan from Galmoy and also All-Ireland Juvenile Ball Wall winner was uh, GU slash 14S Neve Drennan from Galmoy and Jerry has just asked me to announce that the Kilkenny Handball Board will be holding its annual bucket collection within the grounds of UPMC Nolan Park on this Sunday coming the 15th of October at the County Senior Hurling Semi-Finals and they're asking if everybody would support that if possible. On the Camogie front in Carlow there was a busy weekend of action with County Finals and Michel for the 24th consecutive year are County Champions in Carlow beating Breed on a scoreline of 115 to 1 goal and 8 points and Kate Nolan. Michel star and Carlo Star will be joining Anya and the gang on Come On Kind later on so you'll be able to hear that also Burren Rangers for their first time took the junior crown beating Michel on a scoreline of 4-9 to 4 points so well done to everybody involved there in Burren Rangers no doubt that Linda Kenny will be certainly happy with that result so again a big well done to everybody there in Carlo Camogie uh, on the other Camogie front and we will be having an in-depth interview with him as well Peter Chapclear is obviously the new Camogie manager for the Kilkenny Senior Camogie team and he'll be joining Anya and the crew as well later on so plenty of information coming up on Come On Kind this week and you'll be able to tune in and have a listen to that but for the time being talking about Anya Farrell she joins me in studio and we're going to have a little discussion about the Camogie over the weekend how are you this evening? Good, thanks Martin. How are you? I am all good. Thank you very much. The draws was done this morning Mm -hmm. for the senior semi-finals. There was quarter-finals played over the weekend. Uh, The semi-final draw has pipped Dixborough against Piltown, a repeat of the league final. And Winegap versus Barra Rangers. Unfortunately for you, we're a bit unlucky. Only two points defeated there by Winegap. Barra Rangers beat James Stevens. Piltown beat Clara and Dixborough had too much to spare over St. Bridget's Bridget's. yeah Yeah, I suppose a cracking weekend for Camogie in general in Kilkenny and you know we really are kind of coming to the the latter stages of the of the year, and I suppose the semi-finals in the senior in the senior pairings are really after setting up some really mouth-watering um, contests there. And I suppose everybody's kind of looking at um, the Piltown and Dixborough one. I suppose for the likes of Bar Rangers and Wine Gap, they'll be absolutely delighted that they managed to avoid both of those teams. Because you know, to be fair, both Dixborough and Piltown certainly have been the teams that have been on form all year, and you know, it certainly is going to be a very interesting affair considering the teams only met last weekend or the weekend before in the league final um, 
you know, they certainly had really comprehensive wins in their in their in their quarter final stages, and you know they they raked up some massive scores there. But you know, credit where credit is due to St. Bridget's of Ballycallan and to um, Clara, they really brought a fighting spirit to that quarter final. But just unfortunate for them, I think the experience in both Dixborough and Piltown really played out on the day. In the other two in the other two quarter finals, I suppose they were probably a little bit more closely contested. Uh, Wine Gap running out of a two point victory over ourselves, Tullerone and. Um, Barra Rangers and James Stevens really served up an absolute cracker of a game in Tullerone on Saturday at half four um, was at the match and oh my god it was absolutely phenomenal Miriam Ambrick I thought just gave an absolute display of camogie really for Barra Rangers and you know history is going to be made this weekend regardless we're going to have a new fresh team in a county final in a couple of weeks time and you know what this is a massive massive opportunity for both Barra Rangers and for Wine Gap and you know, it's going to be all to play for. It certainly is. I suppose you could look at a wine gap hasn't been in a county final in a while. Barra Rangers only contested the yeah. intermediate final two years ago against James Stevens. You know, and uh, it was two years ago, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 Um, they came away with the victory. James Stevens then came the following uh, year with it, but certainly it will be a new team involved and. It's so great for Camogie. Yeah, it's really, really good for Camogie. I think it's certainly, it's certainly the draw that all the, all outsiders would have really looked for. They they wanted to see, I suppose, like the two the two heavy heavyweights of the competition kind of pairing off against each other in a semi final, and that's what we've got. And you know, it really is. It's great to see Barra Rangers competing in a county semi final, and just the just the jubilation after the match at the weekend was absolutely phenomenal. They really like they. James Stevens now put everything to them and but you know I suppose it was the lead that Barra Rangers got in the first half they went in half time leading by six points but yeah it's great it's really really good for Camogie it's going to be really exciting to actually see a new team um, competing in a county final so really looking forward to those two games yeah. Oh, turn on this fella it certainly is um, in the junior ranks I suppose when you look at it John Locks Bennett's Bridge and uh, Greg Namana are in the semi-finals yeah. the quarter-finals then is between Dixborough and Piltown this weekend also the Rona League against Tullerher they'll then go along and play the winners in the semi-final the intermediate semi-final draw then has thrown up some interesting mm. pairings when you look at it you have the Rornest League versus Danes Ford and O'Loughlin Gales versus Moonkine two mouth-watering games there yeah absolutely and you know another some really good quarter-final games there as well and I suppose you know O'Loughlin's probably have at this stage probably got the favourite tag on them after kind of you know coming out coming through the um, league final there um, getting a really good win from that and they'll be bringing with confidence and they've got some really good fresh talent in on the O'Loughlin games and O'Loughlin Gales team and you know they've been working really really hard there so yeah then to be thrown up against Moonkine in the county semi-final probably you know definitely the two teams that have been performing very very well this year and never mind then you look over at the other side and you've got Danesport and Roar and it's going to be very very hard to call those games but certainly on form at the moment that they certainly are the team there to beat Willock and Gales yeah well they certainly are right I'm going to let you get ready and prepare for come on kind no doubt you have a busy uh, night ahead of yourself I'll be enjoying you very soon as soon as we're finished here because we have lots more to come on the show this evening and one of the guests that's going to join me now is Mr Gary Kyo from Marble City Boxing. Gary, how are you this evening? Martin, how are things? All good. Thanks a million for holding on there for me. It's been a, a busy show here and we're trying to move things along steadily enough because I can tell you one thing. 
Gary sent me a message earlier on today when I asked him to know was there anything happening on the boxing front and I thought it was an essay. He was writing me. There has been that much going on in the last number of weeks and we said the handiest thing to do is bring Gary on and he can explain everything himself because Barry, it really has been a very busy week for yourself and for Marble City Boxing and indeed boxers around over the last couple of weeks. So do you want to give us a rundown of what's after been going on? Yeah, look, it's been a very busy couple of weeks, Martin, to be honest with you. Um, we have the season started back for probably a month now. We're back. Uh, we've had, I think we have 160 registered members in the club now at the moment, uh, which is fairly busy. Uh, we had the Marble City League started back then again two weeks ago. And so we've had boxers coming from uh, clubs all over the country. So it's been hectic enough, but look, it's been really enjoyable. Um, we have... Five boxers are in Michael Andrews' action, which is a Leinster competition. Brings all the clubs from Leinster uh, together in Carlow. Um, so we have Sarah Johnson, Tommy Fitzpatrick, King Staple, and Scott Delaney, and Jack Johnson will be all in action over the next two weekends. And then we're gearing up now towards a, an international box cup, the first of the season in Zagreb in Croatia on the 25th of October. So it's, it's quite busy now at the moment. But look, we wouldn't, have it, we wouldn't like to have it any other way. When I was talking with you last, you were, after being selected, as to go to, I think it was Poland, if I'm not mistaken, for uh, a camp as part of Team Ireland. Uh, how did that go for you? Yeah, look, it, it went really, really well. Look, it was a tremendous experience. Um, we were actually, we were over in Slovenia at the European Championships. Um, so, overall, we had uh, 11, we came back with uh, three golds, one silver and seven bronze medals. And uh, we also came back with the third best team overall in the European Championships so look it's the, it's the best finish Ireland have ever had at that level so look it's a, it's a phenomenal achievement and, and all credit to the boxers um, you know but it was, it was a terrific experience just to be involved with them and that was my first time obviously coaching with Ireland um, really really enjoyed it and now I'm at the moment up coaching with the junior Irish team so it's all about getting experience at that level so look it's, it's very enjoyable you talk about experience, Gary. Do you see much of a difference in comparison with, we'll say, the, the club boxing with yourselves in Marble City or the likes of Paulstown and all of the different boxing clubs around? Is there much of a difference in terms of coaching or techniques? And obviously, the experience you're getting with the Irish setup is going to be invaluable when you go back then and help out coaching your own club. Yeah, so I suppose, look, we, we traditionally we've had uh, quite a few boxers have been involved in the, the Irish type of farm setup over the last 10 years. So we've picked up tips and tricks along the way um, and, you know, we, we've implemented them in our own club training. So a lot of the club, tr- the training that goes on in our own club is uh, based off the high performance, the Irish high performance training. So look, it's, it's, it's fairly standard for us now at the moment. All our boxers would be traditionally, well, they'd be doing high performance training kind of week in, week out. Um, and then obviously, look, I'm working with different coaches in, up in Dublin. So you're learning bits and pieces off all these different coaches and you're, and you're working with the very best. So you're picking up tips and tricks all the time you're learning bits and pieces that you can bring back and apply to the club setup and there's no doubt it's going to benefit our own boxers um, it's, it's improving obviously myself as a coach and, and it's helping to improve the boxers as well so it's a win-win situation It certainly is and it's a great experience as well for yourselves and no doubt the Irish team are getting one of the top coaches uh, around the county as well going to help out other athletes and it's obviously great to see other athletes from Ireland coming about and seeing their styles and their techniques as well. I suppose you did mention the number of boxers that you have there at the minute with the members. Um, You were having a a registration night there some time ago as well. Are you full at the minute or are you still taking uh, applications? Um, look, there's people can definitely uh, register an application within the club. Martin. Obviously, the different classes we kind of are full in certain areas. So 
the best thing I can advise is people just come down, uh, leave their contact details, leave all their information with the club. If there's a spot comes up, uh, we'll definitely get in contact with you. Um, so that would be my best advice. Just call down, leave your details with the club. If there's a spot available, yeah, you're more than welcome to join. And if there's not at the moment, there might be after Christmas. So uh, just get down, leave your name on the waiting list. And once the spot becomes available, we'll, we'll make sure we'll get in contact with you. Do you not know you can't say that C word yet? It's too early. <laughs> we're getting there though we're getting there we certainly are the months and the weeks Gary are absolutely flying boy uh, thanks a million for joining me here again on full time on the Monday evening uh, no doubt we'll be in contact uh, coming up throughout the rest of the year um, and coming up as well to the uh, festive period because it looks like it is going to be a busy period ahead and lots of boxers in action and we look forward to following their progress and to the best of luck to yourself as well uh, and continued success with the Irish team and with the coach in there as well and we wish you the best of luck for the future as well Martin thanks a million for having me Gary pleasure as always that was Gary Kyo there from Marble City Boxing having a discussion with us right we're going to take another quick break when we come back we will have the final part of the show we'll announce this week's Electric Player of the Week and I think we'll hear from a former Kilkenny GAA chairman because Ned Quinn is a Munkai man. They're obviously in the county final. And it's great to see people like that who has given so much time to the GAA. I know Jim Tracy from Carlo was also awarded um, with a special recognition award over the weekend as well. And it's great to see those people getting the recognition and being rewarded as well. So when we come back, we might hear from Ned. Don't go anywhere. Full time on KCLOR. With thanks to the full range of Volkswagen commercial vehicles at Lahards, the home of Volkswagen in Kilkenny. Lahardsvolkswagen.ie Full-time on KCLR, your weekend sport in review with Martin Coulty. Yeah, welcome back into the full-time here with myself on this Monday evening. Seamus Hartley from Tullaher has been in contact. He wants to congratulate the Tullaher under-15 team that won the Ryan B final uh, at the weekend as well. And he's telling me not to forget poor Tullaher. Well, we certainly won't, Seamus. And we do want to congratulate Tullaher under-15 team that did win the under 15 B County Final on Saturday so well done to all involved there right lots of things coming up here um, before I say my goodbyes and we'll finish out with a little bit from Ned you'll be able to hear that full interview on the Scoreline Extra podcast that is available online now but on Saturday we have a double header of hurling action from UPMC Nolan Park as the JJ Kavanagh and Sons Kilkenny Junior Hurling Championship takes place with Tullahar Ross Birkin taking on Dixborough at 1.30pm and then at 3.30 it's the meeting of Wingard versus St. Lactans while on Sunday again there's a feast of Cam- or I was going to say Camogie it's actually hurling the senior hurling semi-finals are on in UPMC Nolan Park with the first one at 1.15 that's Bennis Bridge versus O'Loughlin's and then at 3.15 it is James Stevens versus Ballyhale Shamrocks so Lots and lots of action to take place there. Also, don't forget the Mystery Voice Prize is growing again. I think it's over €200 tomorrow and you can check out The Breakfast with John Welsh each weekday morning from 7am for your chances to get the guests in and win some cash there. Right, it's time for this. The KCLR Electric Player of the Week in association with the all-electric Volkswagen ID Buzz and you can find the range at Lahart's Volkswagen Kilkenny visit lahart's.ie this week's winner is Paul Hennebury the electric player of the week is Moonkind's Paul Hennebury who got man of the match in their victory over Liz Downey in the intermediate semi-final keep an eye on the KCLR socials after 7 o'clock this evening for your chance to win 100 euro cash prize and again once 
Again, congratulations to Paul for further details. See scoreline.ie forward slash electric right. I'm going to sign off. As we said, lots of action that was going on uh, over last weekend. Lots of action coming up this weekend. I think it's only fitting that Moonkine are in the Intermediate County Final against Thomastown and one of the greatest administrators that we have ever had in Kilkenny is certainly a very proud Moonkine man. We'll hear from Ned Quinn. You won't hear from me afterwards because I will be signing out and I will be back with you again next Monday evening. But for now and for the rest of the week, enjoy your sport. See ya. Ned Quinn, ex-Kilkenny County Board Chairman, but at all times a Moonkine man. Yes, indeed. Always a Moonkine man, Adrian, yeah. Uh, look at... To no getting back and saying anything else, we're absolutely delighted. We were rank outsiders coming in with the bookies, but uh, they don't always get it right. And our lads hit for them today, the day that they needed hit for them, and they're in the final now, and let's wait and see what happens. A lot of great work done by Moonkine over the years. You're instrumental in it, five adult teams. You're now starting to see the coming through. I know winning the junior was great, but Moonkine have bigger expectations. Yeah, well, themselves. well really the work was starts at underage, as you know, in every club. And we've had fantastic people working in our underage teams and we have good underage teams uh, at the moment and there's good young lads coming we won an under 11 schools final yesterday morning and I was delighted to see it and uh, you know the people that do that really don't never get the credit for the work they put in then following on uh, we made a decision in the club there a couple of years ago that we'd put in the five teams and we'd keep we'd try and make a pathway for the lads coming out of minor because now it's, as you know minor finishes at 17 so an 18 year old is probably not ready for for the, first, the top team in the club so it gives them a place so all in all, I think immigration is going to rear its ugly head against us next year, but look, it's probably happening everywhere as well. So this year, we'd like to, you know, if we could get back up, it's a long, long time since we were senior, since we won a senior championship, 1965. 65 you know, since the Moonkine won one? the senior final, yeah, and we're still giant second, giant third in the table. Very good. Which is kind of crazy as well, but... Uh, yeah, Tullerone and Shamrock's way out in front and then Venice uh, Bridge and ourselves are, 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 are tied but the bridge have a better chance to win the senior <laughs> one now than we have but you never know you never know today Ned as you said Liz Downey were warm favourites we saw what Thomas Down uh, done in the second, in the first game no pressure on Moonkine now in the final is there? No, that, that, well first of all credit to Thomas Town. you know they're, they're a very 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 good team and probably uh, will rightly be hot favourites for, for the final but you know, they have the weight of history on them as well. They've won five leagues and they get to get out of the scene. And we wouldn't, I wouldn't begrudge Thomas to Munkheim, wouldn't begrudge Thomas. But on the day, we'll do everything we can to make sure that, uh, try and make sure that they don't make it this year. But they have a fabulous team and fabulous hurlers on it. But we have a good team as well and some very, very good hurlers on it. You mentioned some a good team and good hurlers. Henneberry and Powell were great leaders today. Yeah, outstanding. I thought, I thought Paul Henneberry was... Uh, gave an exhibition, a centre-back player there, the covering off the field of the ball in the air, and he's intelligent, play distribution of the ball, and then, of course, he got a couple of scores as well. So, uh, Pa as well, like Pa has been the live wire, the leading attacker from Hunkhine. He's carried us for quite a number of years, and now the younger lads are coming in around him. Getting Sean Dwyer back for his first game this year was a huge plus. He shot two points. He was on the Kilkenny under-21 panel there, done his shoulder out for the whole year. Uh, we're still out a couple of lads uh, with injuries, but that happens in every club as well. So, yeah, but I thought Paul Henry and Pad, but Paul, I thought especially today, was. But all the defence played well. And Carl, uh, a fan of Carl. Uh, yeah, Carl, very good, yeah, yeah. Small, light fella, but a real good hurler. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's, he's a good chap and has been good since he was played in the minor final here again, the borough of the year. We won it, that he was outstanding that day and he, 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 he was very good against. But I wouldn't like to pick out too many individuals because it was a team effort. Uh, I thought our defence stood up to it. Liz Downey, I'd have to say, from 
bit disappointing maybe, but I thought they went for the long high ball all the time the second half. They weren't really getting nothing offered. They got the penalty off it all right, and unfortunately for them, that went wide. But uh, I think overall, there was no disputing that. We, on the day, now they beat us in the league by seven points, yeah. so, so it's a bit of a swing. Ned, you've done so much great work for Kilkenny. But now, as a moon kind man, as you mentioned, 1965, you're going to look forward to the next two weeks. Oh, God, yeah, yeah. And if we could win it, we <laughs> would absolutely go mad. <laughs> OK, best of luck yeah. and thanks, Ned. Thanks, Adrian. No bother. I have 18 seconds left. I forgot to say, Owen Carey is in the building. He'll be here with Fully Loaded as usual from 7 o'clock until 10 o'clock. Great to have him back. Again, I'll be back with you next Monday. Enjoy the rest of the show. Keeping you in the game and in the know. Full time on KCLR with Martin Quilty.